The Chef Naz Podcast begins now. Hey, this is Chef Naz Podcast, the podcast at Shepherd Church. Our goal here is simple. We want to help people take their next step toward Jesus. We do that with this podcast every day. We're thankful for you for being here. We want to help you engage in your faith daily. Uh, today, we're going to take a little bit different turn and talk about something that's really important here, especially in the state of Ohio. So if you are listening to this and you're out of state, this might be a little bit out of the, the realm of what you're kind of privy to, but we're going to talk about it today. Uh, Pastor Rob is here, and we're going to break down uh, what it looks like to be citizens of the kingdom of heaven uh, when it comes to some of the issues that are on the ballot in just a couple of weeks or just next week. Um, and the main one in Ohio being an amendment to the Constitution, it's issue one, and it is there are all sorts, all sorts of um, different ads, and it's very confusing. And we've been talking about this a couple of weeks that um, both sides of the aisle have very confusing messages on this. And so we want to break it down and help you understand what it looks like to live as a citizen in the kingdom of God when it comes to this issue. So Pastor Rob, let's talk about issue one. And if you don't know, issue one is uh, primarily about abortion. Yeah. And it was triggered from the overturning of Roe versus Wade um, just a couple of year and a half ago or so. Mm-hmm. And it sort of triggered a lot of state laws and what triggered in Ohio, this is combating that. They're trying to amend the state constitution. And so this is what we want to talk about today. Um, and before before we really dive into this, we want like we want everyone to hear that there is we, we want to have compassion for people. Mm-hmm. I know you want to speak to that before we kind of dive in that um, there's grace and there's mercy in the kingdom of heaven. Um, and that we have compassion for people who are on all sides of whatever um, situations you're going through, and that um, it doesn't take us away from being able to speak into what our responsibilities are. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, the reason that I uh, wanted for us to be able to talk about this is I think there's a lot of confusion out there. Yeah, I've had I agree. a number of people say, so where do we stand on that? Like asking me as a pastor, where does the church stand mm-hmm. on this issue? And that's a, a weird, it's a hard question because I, I, for a fact, know there are people in the church who stand on both sides of it. Yeah. So uh, I want to be clear that what we're doing here with this episode is... Um, I it is not my responsibility to tell anybody how they should vote, yep. and I don't want you to perceive this episode as me saying, as a pastor, this is how you should vote. Like I know how I'm going to vote, but I would not, mm-hmm. um, I would not um, infringe on your right to make your own decision. But I have been talking to people, and I have seen some confusion in people, uh, and people have asked me, where do we stand? What do we think about this? And so I just want to kind of walk through that uh, and some some of the some of the um, confusing things, misleading things that I have seen. And at the end of the day, you make your your vote yeah. with the help of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and there's n- no judgment if you're being obedient to the Holy Spirit. That's at the end of the day. That's what we want, right? Yeah. So I want you to listen to the Holy Spirit and the information I want to share today is I've studied a little bit about this and 
trying to basically answer some questions. And I think also I want to address some of the misleading information that I think mm-hmm. is out there. So, um, so what's issue one, there's also an issue two, which is, deals with marijuana, but issue one is what we're going to talk about. And that's the amendment to the Ohio constitution regarding abortion. Yeah. Um, and so currently the Ohio constitution uh, ends at article 21. There are 21 articles in the Ohio constitution. Um, and if this uh, is passed, then it would add another article to the constitution. I Correct. think that's a little, I think that's important to know that we're adding to the constitution mm-hmm. uh, and that requires all the people to vote on it. Um, so so the, some of the language has been that we're amending some of the rights that already exist in the constitution. Mm-hmm. And that's not really the case for this. It's adding this whole new amendment. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, section 21, uh, article, article 21 of the Ohio constitution is about preserving freedom to choose health care. So it's all about health care. Mm-hmm. And then to add Article 22 is going to put something in the Constitution that is not there now. Yeah. Um, so let me read to you the exact language of the uh, what's going to be in there. I, I have papers all over the desk here, so it sounds like Rush Limbaugh in here. <laughs> We're trying to, <laughs> trying to be smart about everything. But um, let me see, where where is it, Joey? Where do we have this it? One? Yeah, here it is. You okay, got it. yeah. Yep. All right, so I'm just going to read the entire thing to you. Then maybe we'll walk through some of the things and then answer some of the questions and address some of the misleading information. So Article 1, Section 22, the right to reproductive freedom with protection for health and safety is what uh, it, this is titled. And letter A says every individual has a right to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions, including but not limited to decisions on contraception, fertility treatment, continuing one's own pregnancy, miscarriage, care, and abortion. Letter B, the state shall not directly or indirectly burden, penalize, prohibit, interfere with, or discriminate against either. And then there's two options. One, an individual's voluntary exercise of this right or a person or entity that assists an individual individual exercising this right unless the state demonstrates that it is using the least restrictive means to advance the individual's health in accordance with the widely accepted and evidence-based standards of care. However, abortion may be prohibited after fetal viability, but in no case may such an abortion be prohibited if in the professional judgment of the pregnant patient's treating physician, it is necessary to protect the pregnant patient's life or death. Letter C, as used in this section, fetal viability means the point in a pregnancy when in the professional judgment of the pregnant patient's treating physician, the fetus has a significant likelihood of survival outside the uterus with reasonable measures. This is determined on a case-by-case basis. Letter B, the state includes any government, any governmental entity and any political subdivision. And letter D, then this section is self-executing. So that's the amendment. That's what people are going to be voting on. Um, and when you go to the ballot box or when you go to vote, um, you're going to see an issue. You're going to see the ballot, and it's going to look like this. If you're watching, you can see it. We'll actually post these if we can in the show notes, so you'll be able to see exactly how it's going to read when you go to the ballot. But um, the the state has put together a thing that that allows us to understand the ballot language. And on the ballot, there is a there is an argument and explanation for issue one and an argument and explanation against issue one. Um, some of the things I, I think when you go to the ballot box, you typically aren't going to take a half an hour to read this. When you look at issue two stuff, it literally has seven page, uh, uh, seven or more pages of incredibly small print 
regarding the issue. And I just can't imagine anyone standing in line reading that. It would take probably a half an hour in the bathroom for me to read that. I mean, it's just, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. So I think it's Im- important that maybe you get a hold of this stuff ahead of time and look at it and read it so you feel confident that you know what you are voting for or voting against. Um, but the issue on ballot language, the, the, the thing that you'll read on the ballot says the, opposed, the proposed amendment would establish in the Constitution of the state of Ohio an individual right to one's own reproductive medical treatment well, uh, I just read that. That's exactly what I just read, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I read. So that's what I just read is going to be in there. What I wanted, yeah, I wanted to be on the back side. So there you go. So on on the back side of this ballot, page two of it, there's the argument and explanation for and against. Um, and and I think that it's important to to look at that as well. So so there's somebody who is in favor of issue one, they wrote an argument and this is going to be on the ballot. So if you weren't sure, this is what, this is what it would say. So it says, Ohioans are voting yes, because yes ensures people can make the decisions that are best for them and their families when it comes to contraception and abortion. Yes, protects patients and families from extreme abortion bans. If this amendment fails, abortion could be banned even in the case of rape, incest, or when a woman's life is at risk. People from across the state, including Republicans, Democrats, independents, and more than 4,000 doctors, nurses, and faith leaders back this amendment. Ohioans know that no matter how you feel about abortion personally, government should not have the power to make these personal medical decisions for people you love. And yes, prevents government from jailing patients who seek abortion or miscarriage care and doctors who provide that care. So this is the argument they've made. I I will address some things in that because there are some things that I think are um, misinformed in that, according to the state law that that I found out. So that's yes. So on the, on the other side, it says vote no on issue one. Um, it says, uh, and this was put together by the actual senator and repre- two senators and a representative who put who sponsored the bill. So they said issue one is a dangerous attack on the unborn women and parents. It is an extreme attempt to create abortion on demand and to eliminate reasonable health and safety standards for pregnant women. It ends parental notification, and excludes parents from their child's medical decisions. At its core, Issue 1 allows for for for-profit abortion providers like Planned Parenthood to self-regulate and perform abortions up to viability and beyond at the sole discretion of the abortionist. Don't enshrine late-term abortion in Ohio Constitution. Don't erase parental rights. Don't subject women to dangerous, unregulated medical procedures. Vote no. When casting your no vote, remember that issue one establishes abortion on demand through all nine months. It removes even the basic limits on abortion. It allows for-profit abortion providers to make the final call on procedure, standards, and timing. It allows dismemberment abortions, painful late-term abortions, and abortions after a child is born alive by overriding current laws. And it permits abortion because of the child's race, uh, sex, or disability. It also erases parental rights. It ends parental notification and prevents parents from being involved in the child's medical decisions like an abortion or irreversible sex change. It cuts parents out of the most important decisions in the children's lives while allowing abortion promoters to pressure those children behind closed doors. And it eliminates basic health and safety protections for women because it abolishes care and safety standards for treatment of pregnant women like requiring that abortions must be performed in person by a licensed doctor who can transfer a woman to a hospital if something goes wrong. So that's on the ballot. What I just read to you is nothing 
controversial. It just it's on the ballot. You can read it, and we'll post this ballot uh, on the, in the show notes. When I when I did some research, I, I think that there are some some of the things that I'm a little bit concerned about are um, the advertising because I I you know we hear I've had people say you know what what where do we stand on this because the advertising can lead you to believe that you know like for instance to vote no uh, there's there's a or to vote yes for it there's a couple of commercials with pastors out there. Mm-hmm. Who say this is this is what I think you should do? And there are pastors who are saying you should vote yes. There, there are others, you know, other pastors would say vote no. So what does it do in the average person's mind when they're like, oh, well, this pastor said I should vote yes for it, but another pastor is saying vote no. So, so I, I there's just two things that I think I wanted to point out. There, I mean, there's a million things about this, but two things I think are fairly important um, to uh, to address some information that seems to be inaccurate. First thing is that there's a lot of advertising or promotion that claims that if um, if this bill doesn't pass, that women will be denied emergency care during a pregnancy. Like you got to pass this bill because if someone's pregnant, something happens. There's no emergency care for them. There, there, it just doesn't happen. There's actually a 15 second commercial uh, of a man um, from Bexley, and uh, I'm going to quote the commercial for you. It says this. This is what the man says. It says, the laws that have been enacted here in Ohio have been extreme, far more extreme than what I'm comfortable with. It makes me angry, and they don't have exceptions for things like rape or for the health of the mother. Phil says, as in, uh, this is what the guy's name is, Phil. Um, he says, that is insane. That is why I'm voting yes on state issue one to stop government from passing these extreme abortion bans. Well, there's a lot of, inac- there's, no, there's inaccurate information in that. Mm-hmm. So he says that, um, if this doesn't pass, that there's no provision for a woman's uh, health to be taken care of in in case there's a problem with the pregnancy. The truth is that Ohio Ohio's heartbeat law states that abortion procedures are legal when there is a medical emergency or a medical necessity. Um, and then it quotes that it's the Ohio Re- Revised Code 2919.16 through .18. I looked it up because I wanted to know <laughs> what I was talking about. And it literally says in the Ohio Revised Code, which is a part of the law, that a medical emergency means a condition that in the physician's good faith, medical judgment, based upon the facts known to the physician at that time, so complicates the woman's pregnancy as to necessitate the immediate performance or inducement of an abortion in order to prevent the death of the pregnant woman or to avoid a serious risk of the substantial and irreversible impairment of a major bodily function of the pregnant woman that delay in the performance or inducement of the abortion would create. So, so if you hear someone saying that you have to pass this law because, you know, if someone's pregnant and they need an emergency procedure or whatever, that it, they're not allowed to do it. You have to go to another state or whatever. They're just, their health is going to be in jeopardy. That, would, that doctor would be breaking the law. It's actually the law to take care of a pregnant mm-hmm. woman. Um, and so, of course, as, as laws do, they define code, they define words and everything. And so, so again, the Ohio heartbeat law states that abortion procedures are legal when there is a medical emergency or medical necessity. And we just stated what a medical emergency was. And then in that, it says also, if there's serious risk of the substantial, uh, irreversible damage. So let me read letter K of that same Ohio revised code. It says serious risk of the substantial and irreversible impairment of a major bodily function means 
any medically diagnosed condition that so complicates the pregnancy of the woman as to directly or indirectly cause a substantial and irreversible impairment of a major bodily function, a medically diagnosed condition that constitute a serious risk of the substantial and irreversible impairment of a major bodily function includes preeclampsia, inevitable abortion, the premature rupture of the membranes may include but is not limited to diabetes, multiple sclerosis, and does not include a condition related to the woman's mental health. So so when you hear, I'll, I'll, I just want to say that to say that when you hear that and you hear someone say, we have to enact this law because the law that we have now is too strict and it's not going to allow for a person who's pregnant to receive emergency medical care, it's inaccurate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's playing on your fears and your emotions. And this law, this law does that. When you read the amendment, um, it's incredibly vague. Like there's a lot of vagueness in it, and the vagueness was written into it so that other things could be defined as it goes, mm-hmm. right? So there, there's a lot of that. The other thing that I think is uh, this, this guy says, he says, you know, they don't have exceptions for things like rape or the health of the mother. So we know that there are things like for the health of the mother, but the, the medical, uh, the, the Ohio Revised Code does not allow, I mean, the laws it states now doesn't allow for abortion in the case of rape or incest. And so I wanted to do a little bit of research and understand why that was. Um, and because I think that's a sticking point for a lot of people. And I found that um, the reason this was not included, I found the reason this was not included as an, as, as an exception. Um, and so there's actually the senator, Ohio senator, uh, her name is um, Christina Regner um, and Senator Michael Reynolds. They both wrote this bill uh, a couple of years ago. Um, and this is what she said. Um, so she said when she was testifying in 2019 before a, a, a committee, um, she said this, while rape and incest are dreadful situations, and we would agree with that. I mm. mean, that's a terrible, terrible thing. Um, she said, no other, no other laws allow for the state to treat one person differently than another based on the way in which that person was conceived. So she's saying that, you know, basically there's no laws that, that exist that once a person is born that they can be treated a certain way, one way or another because of how they were conceived mm-hmm. or because of how they were born. And she's saying she thinks that right should continue to a to an unborn child, um, and so I think what she's just doing is is valuing human life. Um, I have had over the years I've had um, friends who one one friend in particular who was um, pregnant and it was determined that you know the doctor recommended that she have an abortion because child was there were some issues with the child and could create issues with her she chose not to to do that she, i think she laid on her back in bed for 7 or 8 months or maybe 6 months something like that a long long time mm-hmm. she had the baby and he's a 20 year old kid now i mean in a, a healthy kid i've also had friends who were in the same situation who chose to terminate the pregnancy because they wanted they didn't want the mother to experience those dangerous things Either way it goes, it's a it's a really hard situation. I don't judge anybody based on the decisions that they've made, and I, I just want to say that I think it's really important that that you hear from us as a church that no matter what you've done, no matter what you've experienced, God's grace covers that, yep. and it's not our job as a church to ever judge you. 
we can never judge you walking in the shoes. We can never walk in the shoes you walked in. Um, and these situations are tragic sometimes. And, that, and we're talking about, you know, in, in, in the medical emergencies and that kind of thing. They're tragic and it's unfortunate. And, and maybe, you know, you might be listening to this and you had an abortion and it wasn't for a medical emergency. You just like, I wasn't ready to have a baby. It wasn't the right time, whatever. Please, please know that we're not trying to judge you. We're not judging you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not our job. It's not what we do. Uh, our job is to extend grace to you because that's what Jesus would do. And so we want, we don't want you to feel like we're judging you or anything like that. Think you're pregnant. You may have taken a home pregnancy test, but are wondering if it's right. Are you feeling uncertain or scared? You're not alone. Every year at Pregnancy Decision Health Centers, we help thousands of women in Central Ohio who find themselves unexpectedly pregnant. We can help you figure out what to do. We have answers to your questions. Call or text our 24-hour hotline. We will schedule a consultation with a nurse on the phone or video chat or in person. Then we can do a free medical-grade pregnancy test to confirm if you're truly pregnant. If you are, we can talk about your options. We can talk about your specific situation and ways to help so you can make the best decision for you. We can also offer you a free ultrasound to see how far along you are. We are here for you. You're not alone. Call or text us now at 614-444-4411 or visit pdhc.org. I think this is important. This this amendment is important because it will put it will be a legacy that we leave for the kids that come behind us, for the people that come behind us. Um, and as Christians, I think that we need to do well. We need to think hard about representing the kingdom of God. I said this on Sunday, and I'll say it a couple more times before the election happens, that our job is not to vote Republican or Democrat or Independent. Mm-hmm. Um, those are political parties that were made up thousands of years after Jesus walked the earth. When Jesus was here, he gave us a code of conduct and how to live. And our job as citizens of the kingdom of God and citizens of this country is to represent well the kingdom of God here. Because what this country needs is a bunch of people who represent well the kingdom of God. Hmm. If that were the case, we would probably it would probably help us with a lot of the stuff that we're in. And so I I want to say that, you know, again, it's I'm not trying to tell you how to vote. Uh, I, I served in the military, so you'd have the, the freedom to vote however you want. And I, everybody, whoever served in the military serves, so you'd have the freedom to vote however you want. I'm not going to tell you how to vote. I just would say to you that as a, a believer, if that's what you are, that we do have a responsibility to represent the kingdom of God here on this earth with 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 our votes. And that's something that's strictly between you and the Holy Spirit but I think it's that we also owe it to those who are unborn, those who are coming behind us. If we make a law or amend the Constitution that's going to be a code of conduct for people to come behind us, we need to make sure that this is something that the Lord would be pleased with. Mm-hmm. And we need to vote according to how I think he would want us to vote or how you think he would want us to vote as well. I think one thing that is uh, important um, for us is that is that our church, the Church of the Nazarene, has taken a, a, an official stance on abortion. Um, and the world we live in is incredibly polarizing. Every issue mm-hmm. is polarizing. 
but we've made a strong stance on what we mm-hmm. believe about the sanctity of life. And I, I, if it's all right, I'd like to end by sharing that with, yeah. with uh, those of you who are listening today. It comes from it's Article Thirty in our in our manual, which is kind of our our where we get our uh, polity and our uh, theology. Well, the theology comes from the Bible, but was recorded in there. Uh, and so, anyway, it says in thirty, it says the Church of the Nazarene believes in the sanctity of human life and strives to protect against abortion, embryonic stem cell research, euthanasia, and the withholding of reasonable medical care to handicapped or elderly. And 30.1 is an article about induced abortion. It says, The Church of the Nazarene affirms the sanctity of human life as established by God, the Creator, and believes that such sanctity extends to the child not yet born. Life is a gift from God. All human life, including life developing in the womb, is created by God in His image and is, therefore, to be nurtured, supported, and protected. From the moment of conception, a child is a human being with all of the developing characteristics of human life, and this life is dependent on the mother for its continued development. Therefore, we believe that human life must be respected and protected from the moment of conception. We oppose induced abortion by any means when used for either personal convenience or population control. We oppose laws that allow abortion, realizing that there are rare but medical conditions wherein the mother or the unborn child or both could not survive the pregnancy, termination of the pregnancy should only be made after sound medical and Christian counseling. Responsible opposition to abortion requires our commitment to the initiation and support of programs designed to provide care for mothers and children. The crisis of an unwanted pregnancy calls for the community of believers, represented only by those for whom knowledge of this crisis is appropriate, to provide a context of love, prayer, and counsel. In such instances, support can take the form of counseling centers, homes for expectant mothers, and the creation or utilization of Christian adoption services. Church of the Nazarene recognizes that consideration of abortion as a means of ending an unwanted pregnancy often occurs because Christian standards of sexual responsibility have been ignored. Therefore, the church calls for persons to practice the ethic of the New Testament as it bears upon human sexuality and to deal with the issue of abortion by placing it within the larger framework of biblical principles that provide guidance for moral decision-making. And there's a list of Bible verses that would support that stance uh, in the in the manual, and we will again post this in the show notes. And then finally, it says the Church of the Nazarene also recognizes that many have been affected by the tragedy of abortion. Each local congregation and individual believer is urged to offer the message of forgiveness by God for each person who has experienced abortion. Our local congregations are to be communities of redemption and hope to all who suffer physical, emotional, and spiritual pain as a result of the willful termination of a pregnancy. And I, again, want to just say that this is officially where we stand, mm-hmm. and um, I wholeheartedly support that. And I would say that regardless of what your experience in life, maybe you have participated in that or been influenced or affected uh, by that. And I just want to say you're welcome here. We love you. Grace is extended to you. We're not judging you, uh, and God would would want to wrap his arms around you and love you and bring you into the family and comfort you as you walk through mm-hmm. uh, whatever emotions that you may have dealt with or be dealing with as a result of that. Um, this is a tough issue. Yeah. Man, I did not have this class in college. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that just never came in college, yeah. but... Um, I, I, at the end of the day, I, I want to say again, 
you have to decide for you and you have to speak to, to God about this and talk to the Holy Spirit. And I'm confident that uh, if you vote how the Holy Spirit wants you to vote, then you're going to have a clear conscience and um, that God's kingdom is going to going to prosper. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, I don't know, that's about all I have to say about that. It's <laughs> a lot. Well, if you have any questions, you'd like to get a hold of us and talk to us about this more. And I, I assume that there would be some comments or questions about this. Please let us know. You can email us at podcast at shepnaz.org or you can email us directly, um, rpaul at shepnaz.org or jbocook at shepnaz.org. Uh, we won't dodge any of the questions. We want to talk about this. We want to help. But we also want you to know that there's hope, that we have a God that is filled with hope, not hopeless. And and we want you to know that there is hope to come. We promise that, and the Bible promises that. But that's going to wrap yep. it up for our episode today. We're thankful for you for listening. If this has been a help, we'd love for you to share it with others. We want you to know that, that as citizens of the kingdom of God, uh, we represent that kingdom in whatever we do. And we hope that that helps as you make these decisions. You can find out more about what's happening here at Shepherd, how you can be a part of the family through our website, our app, and our social media. We'd love to see you on Sunday. But for Pastor Rob, I'm Joey. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. This podcast is a production of the Shepherd Church of the Nazarene, Gehenna, Ohio. Email to podcast at shepnaz.org and let us know what you think.